Hey, this is Dustin. And I'm Steve. Welcome back, listeners, to the finest phototainment in the world. That's right, you're listening to another episode of the Wedding Photo Hangover Podcast, an irreverent look at wedding photography. This podcast, like aspirin, will help you recover from your wedding hangover. Speaking of aspirin, Dustin. Speaking of. You and I have both been sick recently, quite a bit. We were sick during the Christmas and New Year's recordings. Yeah. And now we've both been sick this week, too. Mm -hmm. What is going on this year? It's all that non-global warming causing all of these beautiful viruses to not be killed off in the uh, winter months because it's not dipping below like 40 degrees. Is that what it is? That's what I'm telling myself. It's or or it's Trump care. It's that it's just amazing health care provided by our current administration and uh, keeping all of us super healthy this time of year. It's a it's a Christmas miracle. Well, if they get the wall up, it'll keep all the viruses on the other side. Now you're now you're talking. <laughs> Send them back over the wall. That's just how a steel slat wall works. So the holidays are over. The holidays are over. Did you guys remind me? Did you guys have a New Year's Eve wedding? No, we didn't have a New Year's Eve wedding this year. Dustin, did you have a New Year's Eve wedding? I did. I I was doing a Arabic Christian wedding. Cool. Which is sort of similar to a Greek Orthodox wedding. That sounds awesome. Yeah. It it went a lot better than I thought it would, being the, the bride was a little crazy and her family was a little crazy. She's one of those brides who does the traditional winter wedding where they get married at like five o'clock and don't do a first look and mm-hmm. don't understand why there is no sunlight after their ceremony. <laughs> Even though you've told them countless times, we will not have daylight photos after well, your ceremony. Yes. So, but yeah, she was, she was okay to work with. I, I can't wait to get these photos done and get them off to her and uh, be officially done with my 2018 season. Is this the last wedding you have to get pumped out for 2018 as far as editing yep. goes? You're all yep. caught up and everything else? I have a video wedding, uh, two video weddings to get through as Ooh, well. But, rough. But those have a little bit longer time for me to get through them. Mm-hmm. But yeah, how about you? Are you guys all caught up, all done, all 2018 wrapped in the books? Time to do the taxes. 2018, all, all caught up, all wrapped in the books. Still got to blog a few of the weddings, but that's that's about it. Um, finish editing the video I made for Jen's sister from her wedding yeah. down in the Dominican. Oh, um, I have to get a link to that. I want to see some of that Dominican, some of that drone yeah. goodness. Yeah. Um, it's one of those things where when I went to edit it, I realized how much... I was there on vacation and not there to shoot a video. <laughs> Did uh, Jennifer get you anything? Anything cool? We didn't do gifts for each other this year. Oh. Okay. All right. We're going we're gonna to get a king-size bed, so. I just bought that today. Yeah. yeah. Just I, bought a king-size bed today. I would have bought one today, but my credit card was stolen, so. <laughs> <laughs> That's the, actually what I bought my king-size bed with. Yeah. So, so thank you. You got a king size bed, then you tried to go to Domino's. Then four I tried times. to go order some pizza, and then they were like denied. And I was like, "Man, that bed must have been more expensive than I thought." But I appreciate it. Thank and you then, so much. And then you tried to put down a five thousand dollar deposit on a Tesla. <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Why not go for broke if the mattress went through?" And spend and a few thousand dollars at an Apple store too while you're at it. Exactly. 
Got to get new phones, new computers, new tablets. I thought, hey, you know, I like Steve's children. I should get them some more tablets. <laughs> Dustin, this is great. I'm going to send all your information to my insurance company so they know who stole the card. Hey, It'll be awesome. Perfect. You're welcome. Yeah, works, works right. I'll forward it to the police, too. You are the best. Anything. Any. I'm so glad that you came forward and told me this on something that was being recorded so I would have <laughs> evidence of it to share with the police. This is exactly. fantastic, Dustin. Thank you. You are welcome, Steven. Man, usually I have to go through all sorts of tricks and shenanigans to get you to fess up to your crimes, but man, this time... Can I ask what mattress you're looking at? I want to get a Casper mattress. Jen wants to shop around and see if we can find something else that she likes gotcha. better. She's not sold on Casper as a brand. I am. We went, we went with the uh, the purple. Ooh, nice. It's the Goldilocks one, right? I have no idea what that means. All their commercials were about how some mattresses are too bouncy, some are too this, but the Goldilocks one is just right, and it's a purple one. And then they did like the uh, egg smash thing where they put like mm-hmm. eggs on it and drop plexiglass on it. Yeah. And then they do the same thing with the ghost bed, they call it. Ooh, what could the ghost bed be? Could it be a Casper mattress? I don't know. No, the ghost bed is an actual bed. <laughs> that only goes sleeping. Got it. No, no, no. There was a company called Ghost Mattress, and they wrote a comment under the reviews of Purple Mattress, um, (laughs) claiming that, yeah, this is totally real, because I've been researching the shit out of mattresses for the last, like, two weeks, and uh, claiming that there was a toxic powder inside the purple gel, Mm -hmm. Um, or not claiming, they were asking like, oh, hey, there's a white powder inside. Like, who the hell, like, oh, cuts open the mattress and, like, checks out what's inside. And anyways, Purple, like, tracked down and they figured out that the user that left the re- the review was, uh, like, the CEO of Ghost Mattress, which used to be a mattress company that is now out of business because Purple sued the shit out of them. So, yeah, it was all over uh, the interwebs. So I was trying to find negative stuff about Purple Mattress. Mm-hmm. What'd you find? Just that their customer service was awful. But everybody that had the mattress loved it. And Denver Mattress sells it. So we went to Denver Mattress and tried it out. And tried out a bunch of different ones. And we liked it the best. Dude, Ghost, so, is it called Ghost Bed? Is that the name of the company? Ghost Bed or Ghost Mattress. Something something. Ghost, ghost. Bed's still, still going. They're still selling oh, stuff. Well, there you go. They actually look like they might be newer, too. Yeah. That's weird, dude. Yeah. Well, <laughs> welcome back, listeners, to your number one internet mattress podcast. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, what are you drinking tonight, bud? Dustin, tonight I'm drinking a... Get it. Ooh. A Clockwork Tangerine. Ooh. See, I almost bought a six-pack of Taxman as we're mm. approaching tax season. But instead, I opted for the Kentucky Bourbon Barrel Ale variety pack, which tonight I'm drinking the Vanilla Cream Ale. Well, that sounds delightful. Can I see the bottle? Yeah, it's right here. Mm. Oh, very nice. The uh, the Brewdog Clockwork Tangerine, born in Scotland, brewed in the USA. I don't know what that means, but it's a very nice tasting beer. It's kind of Wait, a, say that say that one more time. It's brewed in Scotland. Born in Scotland. Born in Scotland. Brewed in the USA. What does that even mean? Like I said, no idea. <laughs> so some guy is born in Scotland. They bring him over here. 
they kill him and then they turn him into the <laughs> why does it go to killing drink. no you are born in scotland in? he came to the usa and started brewing it here or he crafted the recipe in scotland so and came what's to the important USA. about the scotland aspect I don't of it no i think they're just using it as branding like because when I think, mm, I want to grab a beer with a slight taste of orange, what country do I think of? Not Scotland. So I don't know why they include that on the can. <laughs> so that makes me want to change my branding of Dustin and Crin Photography, born in Ireland. Were you born in Ireland? No, 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 no. Were you born in Ireland? Originated in Ireland. <laughs> Descendant of Ireland. Maybe the company was incorporated in Scotland and then they brew everything in the US, though. Maybe that's what Des it is. Descendant of Ireland. It's a tangerine session IPA with natural flavor. But I tell you what, does not taste like natural flavor. Kind of tastes <laughs> a little bit like orange cleaner. Mm. Is it kind of like a cleanse? Mm. It's all right. I just. You know, if you're if you're out there looking for like a good beer with like some good orange tangerine flavor to it, I wouldn't recommend this. This this tastes like they put some of the peel into the beer and like it's that peel flavor, you know, not the not the good squishy juicy stuff in the middle. Gotcha. I, I will say I did buy a special beer for you and I to share next time we're together. A special beer or a special bourbon? Special beer. You bought a special beer and a special bourbon? The special beer I bought back around Christmas. But you said you also bought a special it's bourbon a to me before we started yeah. recording this podcast tonight. Correct. Because I just bought that yesterday. The beer I bought back in Christmas because it's a Christmas beer. Mm -hmm. Oh, is it, a, is it a Christmas ale? No, it is not a Christmas <laughs> ale, but it is a seasonal Christmas beer. I don't know how long it'll be good. Just, you know, not trying to put a clock on when you should come visit. But soon. One of my favorite beers from back in the day, the Delirium Tremens. Have you ever had that? No. It's the one with the little pink elephants on it. Oh, man. It is a great Belgian beer. And I recently saw that they've started selling it in cans. Mm. Gotcha. Like so much of their branding was built on this whole thing of like painted bottles to look like stone and like little pink elephants on the bottles and... Now it's just like being sold in normal-ass cans. It's weird, man. Mm, disappointed. We should probably talk about some photography stuff. Something photography-related. Welcome to the off-season, my friends. Unless you live in Australia or maybe California, where there is no off-season. But for the rest of you winter-bearing people, mm -hmm. so many Game of Thrones references come to mind there. Winter bears? Is that a Game of Thrones thing? Winter is coming, Stephen. With winter bears, right? Yes. There's like dire wolves, winter bears, dragons. That's that's how it works in Game of Thrones, right? Gummy bears. Yep. Yeah, those two. <laughs> it's a song of fire and ice and snacks. Pretzels, little Cheez-Its, little peanuts. I mean, I would have kept it in the animal realm. Maybe animal crackers? Mm, nope. Mead. Mead. <laughs> Bringing it back. Dustin, what are you doing in the off-season? Off season. So this is the time of year where you kind of regroup, collect your thoughts, collect your feelings, figure out how you are going to perfect things for 2019, how moving forward you will make your business better. And being that I'm still trying to wrap up 2018, I have not yet had time for said thoughts, but I thought, well, Steve, you're a good guy. You're pretty smart. 
I'm, you know, okay. I thought maybe we could just rattle some ideas off, you know? I think you're a little better than okay, personally. Oh, That's just me. Steve, you're going to make me blush. Yeah, I think the big thing that we want to try and do this year is improve vendor relations, relationships. Relations made it sound a little sexual. Only if you want it to be, Dustin. Only if they want it to be. I hope it's consensual. Hey, whatever helps. Whatever helps. But yeah, um, it's something every year that's been on my bucket list to kind of really pursue. Getting out there a bit more and connecting. (laughs) Bucket list? Is that on your bucket list? Like... I have to do this one thing before I die, and that is get better relations with vendors. I got to work on vendor relations. I don't think bucket list is an exclusive term to death. It 100% is. It's like, I have to do this before I kick the bucket. That's where the term bucket list comes from. See, but for me, a bucket, I mean, yes, I agree with you, Stephen, (laughs) but for me, it's like every year wedding season, maybe it's because we just shoot so many weddings. But it's like I have no time to do anything other than just weddings. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's like I have from like January through like March, April to like accomplish all of these other things that I've been waiting all year to do. So for me, it's like I almost I have this like, let's call it a bucket list of items <laughs> each off season to get through. Like, gosh, listeners, I don't know if you knew this. Dustin is dying. That's right. We could only bring him back from from the dead for so long. Didn't you see on our Instagram stories? I came back to life. And there's there's a time limit on that. I now have a membership to CryoWorks, which freezes my body and brings me back to life. Which if you come to town, Stephen, I'll pay for you to do it with me. I'm sorry, you're going to pay for me to do this ridiculous CryoWorks thing with you? Yeah, it'd be fun. So did you shoot photos for the owner and you get like 10 times free or something? 12. Yep. Yep. Let's set a date, Dustin. I'll come up for that. <laughs> there you go. How cold is how cold does the body get? Negative. Well, how cold does the body get, or how cold does the chamber get? How cold does my heart get? The chamber itself gets negative one hundred and thirty degrees. That does not sound fun. Oh no. Your body will typically drop from like ninety eight degrees to somewhere around like 60 degrees. And what changes have you seen in your body since you froze it? Well, I didn't really do it the way you're supposed to do it. You're supposed to do it after like an intense workout. And God knows I don't do intense workouts. Freezing your body after an intense workout sounds like a really great way to like just snap all your tendons at once. No, it's the equivalent of like icing your muscles for several hours Mm -hmm. post-workout. Okay, okay. Just like pro athletes will take ice baths after like uh, a strenuous workout. Yeah. So you can do in what is like a few, like a couple hours, you can do it in like three minutes with this. Nice. Afterwards, you get out and jump in your hyperbaric chamber and sleep for a little while and some oxygen yeah. deprivation going on. Yeah, absolutely. Getting back into wedding, wedding photography shape. Wedding photography related uh conversation here. Steve, what what are you planning here in the off season? Are you doing anything to kind of regroup? Uh, I know this year was kind of a big year for you doing a lot of new things with the associates. You started your own brand. You're doing more video stuff within the wedding world. Pushing into 2019, what are you working on? We have more videos booked for this year than we did last year at this time. So doing more video work, unfortunately, A lot of those videos, I'm already shooting photo on the same day at a different place. So 
Um, <laughs> we're actually working with my brother-in-law and some second shooters to put together like a video team, like big burrito style. Boom. Big then, burrito uh, style. Kind of trying to figure out what we're doing in the future with Redwood Lane. As we've worked more and more at me shooting weddings on my own, it's become more apparent people would rather hire me through Jennifer Van Oak Photography than through like my own solo branded sort of thing. Oh, really? So kind of trying to figure out if we want to keep working on Redwood Lane or turn it into like our video arm or what we necessarily want to do with that going forward. So. Why Plus, we had some that? things too where like Jen raised the price for how she would hire me out if people wanted to hire me as an associate shooter, but she did not tell me she did that. And then I had a lower price listed on Redwood Lane. <laughs> and she had a client ask her if the pricing would be cheaper if she just hired me through my company. And uh, it kind of was one of those things where it's like, uh, unless, unless what, like, Unless we communicate better about, you know, that sort of stuff, we really just need to kind of put it all into one, I think. But I don't mm. know. that. Uh, my thoughts on that might change as things go forward. I just, um, it's felt kind of like a drag managing another brand when I'm already managing Jennifer Van Photography, Bespoke Tone, this podcast, this other podcast Jen and I do called Wedded, um, Jen's stuff my stuff like you know so it kind of just feels like i'm going in a bunch of different ways and uh i don't feel like i'm really focused in on any one thing and i don't feel like it's helping any one of our individual brands gotcha i think i kind of need to pair things back a little bit at least with my efforts like maybe we keep redwood lane alive and going and i just don't book as much through it and that's okay like and i just don't spend as much time on it in social media and other places i don't know it's one of those things we're still kind of parsing through, kind of thinking about. Do you guys have any goals as far as your bookings go or like what you want to do or if maybe your goal is to do less or what are you guys thinking? I don't know. I think in, one of our major goals for this year is to try to diversify more of like our income stream. So I'm looking at like other things I can do, editing for other people, stuff like that, like video works, stuff that I find more enjoyable. Uh, as opposed to just doing wedding photography all the time. So you don't find wedding photography to be enjoyable. I do, but right now all of our finances are tied up in wedding photography, Dustin. So we're trying to, di to diversify this next year a little more. Yeah. In I, case the wedding I, industry I, just takes a huge dump on us. Yeah, I don't think the wedding industry will take a dump on you, uh, but what I think you will see... And what I am seeing here, at least, is that, and this is something, you know, I knew was inevitable, is just that you're going to see more and more and more people getting into it, diluting uh, the pond, so to speak. Yeah. And it's just going to be harder and harder uh, for us people who have been doing it for 10 plus years to get the bookings. But that's where I think you are really forward thinking and doing more of the associate stuff. So that way you guys are sort of doing the same amount of weddings, but you're, or more weddings for that matter, but you guys aren't personally doing all of them. Some people seem to like jump at the idea of an associate. They're like, just any way that we can still have you guys involved, like we don't care, we'd love this. And other people are just like, nah, not if it's not you or Steve. 
So yeah. it's, it's been interesting because some people seem to love the idea of getting our work, quote unquote, at a lower price and other people seem to be really put off by it. Yeah, the, the, the reaction I get, because we're still booking our associates out under the Dustin and Corinne umbrella, mm-hmm. the reaction I get is typically, like they, it's like they don't understand that we're not going to be there. Even though I, I reiter, reiterate that over and over again, and but I tell them, you know, I'm going to work with them through the planning process and, you know, chances are I'll be at the engagement session. When I, like, I bumped into a mom of a bride the other day and she was like, oh, you're doing my daughter's wedding. And I was like, oh, who's your daughter? And she told me and I was like, oh, actually, you know, our associate Michelle is shooting that wedding. Um, She's like, oh, yeah, it'll be great to see you there. And I'm like, no, I'm not, I am not going to, (laughs) I didn't say that, but I was like, I want to be like, no, I am not going to be at your daughter's wedding. That's the problem we had with the wedding I shot this last year that was booked under Jen's brand. And maybe like two weeks before the wedding, got an email from like the bride and groom like, hey, yeah, no, can't wait to see you and Jen at the wedding. And I was like, no, it's not going to be Jen and me. It's going to be Jen. I mean, it's not going to be Jen at all. It's going to be me and a second shooter. Jen's doing a different wedding in a different place that day. Yeah. Now, dude, I would love to keep shooting weddings and only weddings if, you know, I felt like that was something I could keep doing for the rest of my life. Yeah. <laughs> I just, every year things hurt more and more, Dustin, every year. So yeah, I that's want, why you got to freeze your body. Yeah, I know. I want to think I'll be able to do this for a while to come because I really enjoy it, but yeah. I'm not certain that I will be able to. So I just want to make sure I've got options. You know what I'm saying? Sure. We're, we're I, on those options. I don't have Little Trump Realty, so I got I to gotta find my own thing to do. There's no reason you can't. There is one reason I can. That's because you already own that brand. I can't okay. own that brand because you own that brand. You could be Little little Van Elk Realty. Yeah, that doesn't have the same ring as Little Trump. L-I-L. <laughs> Speaking of which, I can't believe you referenced that. <laughs> you, you listen show. Hey, just trying to keep on brand. Trying to trying to get the little Trump name out there, little Trump. <laughs> All your rental property needs. Dustin, what else are you looking at doing in the off season? Anything? I'm revisiting our associate program, trying to figure out the best way forward for that, so that, like I said earlier, we can do more while also doing less, so that I could also provide a a good experience for our associates in terms of getting them the amount of weddings that they need and they want so that they can stay busy and feel financially secure. So I think, uh, like I mentioned earlier on an earlier podcast, I think uh, separating the brands and creating a sub-brand of just the associate photographers Mm -hmm. is where we're going to head with that. So that's going to be my focus, I think, moving into... Uh, February is sort of my, that's where I've got slotted for that month to kind of tool a new website, put some stuff together and uh, work on some SEO stuff and Mm -hmm. uh, do that. So that's, that's my goal there. Might even do a bridal show for it. I don't know. We'll see. I just don't know how that would work. Where's your pricing at for your associate brand? 2,500 starting. That could work. Have you thought about advertising on the knot or something? 2500 is a good range for that. Yeah, I mean, I have not thought about advertising on the knot because it doesn't really perform well here locally. 
um, as well as it does where you are. Yeah. Um, and my associates aren't uh, too keen on traveling. At least Michelle isn't uh, outside of Fort Wayne. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of have to try to focus my efforts here in the Fort Wayne area. And yeah, I think my I think just like some well placed Google ads and some well placed Facebook ads will do do wonders once I get like a really polished website up. Cool. So I just want, I didn't get her as many weddings as I wanted to for 2018. So I want to make sure I go far above and beyond that for 2019. Yeah. I mean, if you're not giving her enough work, she could go on strike. (laughs) Well, it's, it's tricky because if I don't book the weddings fast enough for her, because she does families and portraits and uh, other things, then she books those weekends to do other stuff. Mm-hmm. So, you know, then it's like I lose I lose those weekends with her because I didn't I didn't get to them I didn't get the brides. Yeah. So that's why if I if I can get to them by like May before she starts booking up all these other things and she can book those on other days. Um, you know who needs family vacations, right? Yeah, screw family vacations. Right. Didn't you just get back from one of those? That's what the off season's for. Yeah. How was that family vacation? But I will say, speaking of vacation <laughs> and off-season, uh, Ulysses Del Toro, if you're listening, Stephen and I are so down to shoot for your associate program in the winters. Like, we are so down. 100%. I'll fly out there with Dustin. Yeah. I mean, Ulysses, you can fly me and Dustin out there. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> <laughs> that would be like the dream team associate program right there Ulysses yeah I would let Dustin do all the work and I would just go drink with Ulysses somewhere yeah that's fine <laughs> as long as I'm getting paid I could care less what Steve's doing as long as I'm also getting paid <laughs> <laughs> oh so what uh, so I'm surprised that you guys didn't think about doing a bridal show for Redwood Lane since it's a lower price point than JV. EP? No, we had to raise the price point. <laughs> <laughs> but your associate program is a lower price point, right? It's also been raised because of the interest that we had in it. So we're we're pretty happy with the amount of bookings we got for the associate program last year. I think we got around like ten. And then so that uh, was my goal for last year, and I I think I only got maybe three or four. We're hoping we can push it up to about 15 this year. So that's kind of like the goal, I think, for the associate program. And I mean, I'll be shooting a lot of those. And so like it's the same price point as with Redwood Lane, but then we don't have to worry about all the messy stuff of managing two different booking things, software things. Like we have a professional Pixify account for like yeah. a studio or whatever. So we, we have like all of our bookings for Bespoke Tone, for Redwood Lane, and for Jennifer Van Ock Photography all run through our Pixify. It's just kind of a hassle. <laughs> no. <laughs> and if we got rid of one of the brands, then we could go back down to like the lower cost Pixify account. So, but it's just kind of a hassle like managing everything, taking everything through there and it's just not fun. I don't know. Maybe yeah. maybe uh, maybe we'll push off like Redwood Lane into HoneyBooks or something like that. There you go. Everybody loves HoneyBooks. 
That's what that's what we use. Yeah. So I mean, we got a lot of stuff to think about with our brands and what we're gonna do, but we haven't thought about doing any bridal shows for Redwood Lane. Um, our experience with bridal shows were when we were in the like thousand five hundred two thousand range when we were first getting started. We did not have a lot of luck at bridal shows back then. And as our prices have gone up from people we've talked to, that makes you have even less luck at bridal shows. So, uh, yeah, the first bridal show Jen and I ever did together, um, not like Jen separate from me, but like both of us there, there was a guy there who booked eight weddings the day of the bridal show. And like, we talked to him and his wife and like, they're super nice people. Like we talked about how we wanted to hang out in the future and stuff. Like we just really clicked with both of them. We booked like zero weddings. <laughs> On the day. We booked two weddings from the bridal show, but not on the actual day. Whereas he booked eight on the day. And it's a little bit like, whoa, what is he doing? And it just turned out he was like a... Yeah, what was his price point? I think his price point was he started at a thousand. And he was giving away metal prints to everybody who signed with him. Which, uh, I know a lot of people like metal prints, but I think they're an abomination and the most ugly looking thing in the world. But if you like metal prints, that's fine. Like, that's cool for you. I'm just waiting for like, somebody to write us in and say they feel personally attacked by me. Like, I, I like metal prints. I just don't know where you would put one. I'll put it on the wall right above your bed and just, you know, wait for that earthquake to come. And the last thing you'll see is your work crashing down into your Decapitate you. <laughs> it's like, hey, you got the cryogenic freezer, Dustin. <laughs> That's right. Freeze my body back together. That's the thing for me, though, too. Metal prints... So I don't want anything metal and I don't want anything glass hanging on my walls yeah. because that kind of stuff can fall down and break. And then, you know, uh, metal is probably not going to break so much, but it could break somebody. If I'm hanging something on one of my walls, I want it to just be like a canvas personally. Yeah. Or, or deer antlers. Yeah. That too. I mean, it goes with my last name, Van Alk. Yep. So I just, I, w- I would only want canvases on my walls and I like the way canvases look. It looks like a painting like it looks like art it looks you know people have good connotations with that sort of thing whereas like when people think of metal i mean i'm not saying everybody has bad connotations but i mean like the connotation i get when i see metal hanging on a wall is you just walked into like a garage to get your car worked on and that's not what i want people to think of when they look at my artwork you know not that there's anything wrong with like working in a garage or anything like that but i'm just like that's not where I want my art. I printed a piece of my art on metal recently for a corporate client that wanted to hang some. I like how we're discussing this now as art. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was like a landscape photo I did. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they like saw it on Facebook or Instagram or something. They're like, hey, can we get that like 30 by 40 for our lobby? I was like, yeah, absolutely. I'm going to print that on metal. So it looks like art. <laughs> Whatever looks like art to you, that's the most beautiful thing about art. Well, it was going to go on a brick wall, and so I thought, like, oh, how do I make this, like, fit the industrial thing? And I thought metal would be different and cool. That's the first and only time I've ever printed on metal. I could see that working out, Dustin. Metal on a brick wall, that that does have a certain, like, Harley Davidson sort of style to it. And it was like a city landscape, like an urban landscape type shot yes. with my drone. Metal on brick is very urban. That 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 works. I like that. It's a good so, idea. Yeah. Maybe That's, I need to rethink this I'm all. Practically an interior decorator. For wedding photos, I just feel like canvas is where it's at, personally. Have you ever used Fracture where they print on glass? No. So I've used it a few times because of so many podcasts talking about how much they love Fracture prints. 
and it is crazy. It's like they print straight on the glass. Like it's just a piece of glass that they've printed your ink, like your image onto. And that's great. And it seems real great. You know, you hang it up. It looks great. It looks like you're looking at like a cell phone. That's, you know, that's kind of what it looks like, except, you know, it never goes black. It never goes dark. The problem I found with it is when you go to clean the fracture, because the place you would grab the thing while you're cleaning it would usually be like the frame and like you'd scrub it off or whatever, but there is no frame. So like the only place you can grab would be like to put your hands on the side. Well, it just so happens that the side is also the place where there's no foam on the back of the fracture. So then as you're cleaning the fracture with your fingers on the sides, what ends up happening is you're scrubbing it like with your little cloth, getting all, all the, you know, grease or fingerprints or whatever out the oils, you know, and the fractures moving back and forth, and that causes just enough friction that on the edges of the fracture, where there's no like foam or whatever underneath protecting the uh, the printing on the back of the glass from everything else, your hand actually rubs off the things. So as you clean your fracture, you're destroying it every single time. I love it. It <sighs> makes it more vintage. Yeah. So I like the way they look. I just don't. I don't see, like, again, it's glass, and if you hang glass on your walls, it's going to fall off at some point in time and shatter all over the place, so. Uh, canvas, canvas, that's where it's at for me, man. Good old Ikea frame with a print in it. That's where it is with me. That works, too, because when, yeah. when that frame falls off and the glass inevitably cracks and goes all over the place, the print will still be good inside. That's right. It's like a little casket that's protected by... <laughs> and kills every single one of his <laughs> pictures. <laughs> like vampires, he puts them in the casket. Someday to be reborn. When it falls and the glass breaks and it comes out fresh and new. Like a caterpillar <laughs> turning into a beautiful butterfly. <laughs> All right, Justin, do you want to do some q and I would love, Stephen. Stephen, I would love to do some Q&A. Hi, I'm Megan, and I host the Weddings for Real podcast. I've been a wedding planner for almost 10 years now, so I've pretty much seen it all. Drunk guests, brides who don't want to walk down the aisle, bridesmaids I've had to kick out of the ceremony, and just about every awkward family dynamic you can imagine. I'm part stylist, part therapist, part confidant, part reality checker, and through it all, I've grown my business with plenty of mistakes and lessons learned along the way. On my podcast, I talk to fellow wedding vendors about their crazy stories and tips they've learned to grow their businesses as well. So that's Weddings for Real, and you can find it on any podcast app. Let's do some Q&A. But, but Steve... Cody Wiseman from our very own Facebook group. Wait, from our Facebook group? Our Facebook group, Dustin. From the super secret one. Damn it, Dustin. Damn it. <laughs> the other day, I went outside of my brand and shot a maternity shoot for a friend. In parentheses, no, that's not where things went wrong. My friend kept asking me because she loved my work, so I agreed. I charged them my going rate and made sure they signed the contract. I treated them as if they were just another customer and not friends. She got the photos and she asked if I could brighten them up some. She took a photo on her phone and sent it to me and asked if I could make them look like that. WTF. You just paid me quite a bit of money to have your photos look like they were taken on a phone. And there's like the sad emoji face. 
I worked on them a little and sent them back. Before I could send them back, she posted the ones I had sent her with the Instagram filters on them. After I threw up in my mouth, I asked her to take them down and I would work with her on an edit she likes. I reminded her that the contract said my photos wouldn't be edited by anyone else and that I hold the copyright on all photos. Two days and she still hasn't <laughs> taken them down or replied to my messages. And I've received read receipts. Damn. Read receipts? Man. Damn, Cody. My contract now states that if someone does edit my photos without my permission, they will be charged 250 pounds per photo. What would you do in this situation? That's a lot of weight for each photo. Really, Dustin? That's, that's where you're going to go with this? That's where you're going to go with Sorry, this? Sorry, ignorant American remark right there. Born in Ireland, but <laughs> recorded in the USA, Dustin McKibben. <laughs> well, Cody, um, yeah, unfortunately, it's, it's tough that this is a friend that did this. But um, it's kind of the nature of the game. Kind of just give the photos over. You do your very best to try and explain to them that you don't want Instagram filters on your photos because it makes you look bad. It sort of dilutes your brand um, with what you're doing. But you can't be an Instagram police officer, unfortunately. Or can you, Stephen? Or can you, Dustin? can you be an Instagram police officer? Because I know that Instagram has something built in where you can report other people for stealing your intellectual property. Cody, mayhaps you have an answer to this. <laughs> I think, did Cody say they posted the Instagram filtered photos on Facebook? Yes. Facebook also has a built-in thing where you can report people for copyright infringement. So mayhaps you have your answer there, Cody. Just uh, <laughs> report, report your friend. There you go. <laughs> Copyright infringement. <laughs> Get your friends' Facebook and Instagram accounts shut down. <laughs> then take it a step further. Contact your local copyright attorney <laughs> and uh, send them their handles with screenshots of the infringement and uh, have a cease and desist letter drawn up, have it sent over, and charge them to the full extent of the law. And Cody, I can guarantee you this you will not have another friend walk all over you like this friend did. I thought you were just going to stop that with, you will not have another friend. That's where I was going to stop it, but then I was like, that's too far. <laughs> Don't worry, Cody. We're, we're going to help you lose all your friends here today. Do not worry about it. The Wedding Photo Hangover Podcast, helping people lose friends since 2016. So, I mean, the other thing you could do as I... As I wrote to Cody on our Facebook group, is uh, just untag yourself from the photos and uh, move onward and upward, just like Dustin McKibben. The old onward and upward. And this is back when Dustin was dead, so I did say R.I.P. Dustin McKibben. There you go. <laughs> but we didn't let him rest in peace. <laughs> he brought me back into many pieces, stitched together by icicles. But yeah, I'm curious, Cody, if you can give us some follow-up on this. Cody has not followed up on the original thing. Uh, Damn it, Cody. Yeah, there were there were comments from from me, from Alex Bruce, from Stephanie Sanju, from Rebecca Elliott. Uh, lo lots of great stuff there if people want to go over and read it. But, I mean, all you can really do is change your contract and uh, move forward. So the next time, you can charge somebody 250 pounds, like your contract says. 
All of and that And then, weight. like Dustin said, you can lose your friends. All those friends. Dustin, you got any parting words of wisdom for Cody so that Cody can keep friends? I would love to have you take maternity photos of me, Cody. Dustin's pregnant, everybody. You heard it here first. It's part of my reincarnation. He's actually going to birth out a smaller, tinier Dustin. <laughs> Kimberly from the Facebook groups asks, how do you communicate with wedding clients while awaiting their wedding? I talked to the client about everything that was included and needed from them. Time slots for photos, payments, etc. It was also included in the contract they signed. First wedding, by the way. She is now asking if I am printing the photos when it clearly states that a CD or USB will be included, along with print release. Since it was a first... I only charged $300 and then 50 for each additional hour. She asked me when I first started out about a year in. I know, I know. Sad emoji. She is starting to get it, but I want to avoid this in the future. My game plan includes when they inquire about pricing and other things to make a phone call if they would like to book, schedule a time and a place to meet, to discuss the services I offer, packages, review the contract together, etc. I will also provide a copy to them and take it with them. Within six to eight weeks before the wedding, I will review the expectations and what's included, making sure I have an invite to the rehearsal. I will keep the contract over the months. An additional time is requested the day of wedding. Payment is due before I leave. We will then part ways. I will edit. Provide a USB or CD. Then we would schedule an ordering appointment if they are interested in prints. Before the ordering appointment, we will review prices in person. Or they will be given a range of what people typically spend in a minimum package cost situation. I will then personally deliver the images to them. Afterward, I will send them a happy anniversary email on Facebook announcement one year later. Or even a small token. How does this sound to you? <laughs> Kimberly. That was long. Yeah, that was very long. I'm surprised you picked that one. We've been avoiding it for several months. <laughs> it's time to get it off the docket. Kimberly from a random Facebook group. How does that sound? She just laid us? out her whole business model. Yeah. Um, Kimberly, first off... Where in the world did you find a computer that can still burn CDs? I, I just burnt a CD not too long ago. I had a senior session and the mom was like, I want a CD. And I was like, I could do a USB, but she specifically said CD. So CD we go. And then she got it in the mail. And she's CD like, CD we I go. Don't have it. <laughs> she's like, I don't have a disk drive. Oh, that story is so great. I was Can like, you just say, what well, is the punchline to CD to go? We go. <laughs> I don't have a disk drive. How do I play I was this? like, oh, well, that's a shame. This is how much it is for USB drive. Bull. I'm calling bull on that story right now. There's no, no way you said serious. that. serious. There's no I way. Had, I did a senior session in Indianapolis. Well, they actually came here for it from Indianapolis. Whoa, whoa. Time out. This is how I know this whole story is a lie. Nobody comes from Indianapolis to Fort Wayne to have photos no. taken. No. 
100% true. 100% true. We did the mom's sister's wedding. I wanted to leave the glorious Acropolis of Indiana, Indianapolis itself, to go to America's armpit, Fort Wayne, the city with more strip clubs than people. She wanted to do them in the fall. I told her it was an additional $100 for us to travel to Indianapolis to do them, or she could do them here in Fort Wayne. Wow, that is someone who does not value their time at all. Because yeah. the drive from Indy to Fort Wayne is two hours there, two hours back. That's four hours. Yeah. Uh, it, if four hours of your life isn't worth $100 to you, whew, man. Yeah. I thought it was a bargain. I thought for sure she was going to have us come to Indy. And instead she was like, oh, we'll come to Fort Wayne. I was like, sweet. <laughs> How much did you charge her for the USB, Dustin, in this fictional story that I believe now you've made up? So it was tw- I charged her $25 for uh, the CD. Uh, she got the CD, uh, then realized she did not have a CD drive. Then I charged her an additional $40 for the USB. Not bad, not bad. Yeah, I thought it was reasonable. <laughs> Can I get a CD? Oh, I don't have a CD player. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I, 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 I was stuck <laughs> in that conundrum of that, man, I should just give her i mean in my opinion though i was like i already sent them to her via dropbox and she th- that <laughs> did not satisfy via dropbox. yeah <laughs> and she oh was like gosh. can't figure out dropbox can you send a cd or something so i sent the cd she paid like the 25 dollar oh invoice for that and then she got that in the mail and she was like oh <laughs> i have one of those chromebooks there's no cd drive on this Oh Let me gosh. check my computer at work. Oh, wait, that doesn't have one either. What is she going to do with her computer at work? Download all the photos and Dropbox them to herself? <laughs> uh, probably Google Drive. Probably Google Drive. <laughs> Sorry, this is my favorite story you've ever told. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to move them to a USB drive. Um, so if we could get back to Kimberly though, sorry, Kimberly, yeah, Kimberly back to your business plan um, here. CDs, no good. USB, no good. Uh, everything should be downloadable from the dark web, specifically from the dark web, not Dropbox, not anything like that. You, you want these people to go deep, know your stank, know, know what you're into. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The thing, the, the only thing I really see, cause it actually sounds like Kimberly's thought this through and she's done a pretty good job figuring out what she wants out of everything. And how she's going to plan everything out to make sure she's delivering a good product to her clients as far as like when they inquire about pricing, we go to a phone call to talk about pricing. If they don't want a book, we schedule a time and place to meet to discuss the services. That's all good stuff. You want to get that person-to-person contact, that face-to-face contact if you can, because they're more likely to hire you if they can form like a real connection with you. And they're not going to do that through email, but like through a phone call or a meeting in person. It's all good. Then the packages she offers, all that kind of stuff. The the only the only other place I see where I feel like she really went wrong, besides only charging three hundred dollars, which is way 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 too. Well, little. that was for her first wedding. First wedding, yeah, still way too little for your first wedding. She said she doesn't leave until she gets paid. Yeah, that's a big no no. I don't yeah. show up unless I've been paid. Yeah, because if you don't leave until you get paid, then you're their prisoner once you show up. Yeah. And you're held captive until they give you that check. I mean, at the end of the night, they're like, well, we thought you would stay until two in the morning, not until midnight. 
I can't write you a check until two in the morning. Like, what are you going to do at that point in time? Like, you're just going to be mad about it. Like, you don't show up unless you get paid. Yeah. Unless you want to be held prisoner. Like, maybe that's your thing. Maybe you're into it. I don't know. Or maybe she, being that she charges hourly, maybe she's thinking, oh, if I can't get them to pay, then I'm just going to be clocking more hours. Like, oh, sorry, you looked busy nine hours ago when I wanted to get paid. And it's like, you know, two weeks into their honeymoon, you're still at the reception hall. No, you can't still be at the reception hall. You have to stay with them. You're on the honeymoon with them. You're, you're sleeping the in the honeymoon, honeymoon suite. You're like, uh, no, 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 we're going to need a cot in this room. I'm sleeping. The couple just refuses to pay. Yeah. You now are their indentured servant for life. I mean, they're racking up a hella bill, like student loan level shit. But, you know, until they pay, you have to stay with them according to your contract. Yeah. Sounds like a great plan. <laughs> I will share a story uh, that sh- that came to mind when I was reading through this. She was talking about how in their uh, initial meeting, she would give them a contract uh, to take with them. And uh, the photographer I used to work for, he had this system. This is before things like HoneyBook and Tave and those kind of things existed where we would meet at a Panera and there was a Panera on one side and a Starbucks on the other. And in between the two was a Kinko's. Mm-hmm. And so he would, he would schedule one meeting with a bride at the, at the Panera. We would meet with her. They would nine times out of 10 book on the spot. He would then run next door to Kinko's, get a copy made, <laughs> bring them their copy back. Then we'd go over to Starbucks, meet with the next bride. And it was like, it was, I had to imagine the guy at Kinko's had to be like, why do you keep coming in here, getting photocopies of contracts and then running the opposite directions? But it was the funniest thing, in my opinion, of uh, just like how to run sort of a bare bones business. I mean, he could have easily just said, I'm going to email you a copy or whatever. But in his mind, he was like, I have to get them the hard copy today. <laughs> so that's nice. I like that. Yeah. You got to hustle. You got to hustle. It's not a very funny story now that I say it out loud, but being there in the moment where he's like, I'm going to run next door and get you a copy. I'm like, what are you talking? Like, he's like, oh, there's a Kinko's. And then after like going through like several meetings, I was like so used to it where he would just get up and just leave me in these meetings. And I'm like, well, uh, time to small talk. What did you do during those times when he was gone? He was booking me. Like he was booking me out as an associate photographer. So it was like, I had to get really good at connecting with them during that time. Cause he was sell, sell, sell the first half of the meeting. Then he'd get up to go make the copies. And that was my opportunity then Jeez. to like dive in and connect with them. It was like speed dating. What an awkward way to conduct a business. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm a run next door. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'll leave you with the associate who you've already agreed to have the, did he ever like come back and they're like, no, 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 this guy is a hard pass on us now that you've left us alone with him. We are 100% out. Doesn't it given no No, there'd way. be times though where like, like Kinko's was like ran out of paper or something or like the printer jam. And so he's gone forever and I'm sitting there like, all right, ran out of things to talk about. Uh... Couple is ready to go. Guess we'll just mail you that contract. I don't know where Michael went. Did the mail your contract thing ever pan out? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That wasn't part of what I was in charge of. My goal was just to show up and shoot. Very nice. Make make pretty pictures, you know. 
Did you get paid by this guy every time you went to like book a meeting with him? No, I did not. You only got paid if you actually shot the wedding? Correct. Interesting. But nine, ta- nine times out of ten, if the couple was taking the time to meet with him, they were booking. Except for that one time where you told him he just mailed in the contract. He was... Uh, he was like at that price point where like he was really easy for everyone to obtain. He was like right at that like I think he started off at like nineteen hundred and then went up to like thirty one hundred or something like that. And most people booked kind of right around that like twenty five hundred range. And then they always like added albums and stuff afterwards. He's playing that that album game, that long game. Well, their package would come with an album, but back then it was that album where. It was, he bought the books in bulk and had the adhesive pages and he'd just print off eight by 10 pictures. Oh yeah. And put on there. And that was, that was his album. It wasn't until like, I showed him like, oh, you can get like a Kiss book or a Miller's book and it looks like this. And he's like, whoa, wow. It seems like a lot of work though. But then he started like upselling them and made a shit ton of money. He's like, I could do these adhesive page books for you or printing right on the page here with Kiss. Yeah. So you got to remember, we lived in Rochester, New York, like photo capital, where all of these like old school photo things were, they just lived and lasted a lot longer, I think, than they did yeah, elsewhere. Wasn't there like a Kodak plant right next to you guys? Kodak was there, yeah, right in Rochester. No, they're still printing out that film, right? Still making those adhesive books, too. <laughs> Put all those prints in. Oh, so you were like right next to the adhesive book factory, weren't you? Because that mm-hmm. would really explain a lot about your mental state now. <laughs> yeah, sniffing all that glue. All right, I think that's going to do it for us tonight, Dustin. Thank you so much for sharing those really intimate stories with me. Oh, it's what I do, Steve. That's what this podcast is all about, just, I'm just intimate with Steve and Dustin. I'm just glad that, you know, one of your business goals for this year is to work on your Steve relations. Yeah, always. I've I bought bourbon, I bought beer, anything it takes to get you to Fort Wayne, man. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Wedding Photo Hangover Podcast with Dustin and Steve. If you want to help us out, jump on iTunes or Stitcher and leave us a five-star review. If you want to connect, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Wedding Photo Hangover or on Twitter at Wedpick Hangover. Dustin is on Instagram at Dustin underscore McGibbon and Steven is at Steven and Elk. If you want to get involved with the awesome community of listeners, join the Wedding Hangover Facebook group. If you really want to warm our hearts, head on over to anchor.fm slash wedding photo hangover and you can sign up to support us for as little as 99 cents a month. It's extremely helpful to us into the making of this podcast. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time. Your head is pounding, your limbs feel like dead weight, and your entire being aches for the sweet embrace of death. That's right, next Sunday after you shoot another wedding. Another wedding. Or if you take another weekend off, who knows? Welcome to the off season. Yeah. If you got a weekend off, throw your hands in the air like you just don't care. I feel like we need like a theme song for the off season. Welcome to the off season. Dun 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 Welcome to the off season. Dun 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 See, I thought you were going like, Welcome to the off season. That is what I was going for. Yeah. Kind of like a Sunday night football type vibe. Oh, okay. That's what it was. Welcome to the off season. No. I just picture like like a cave opening up and you're walking through and it's paradise. There's just a bunch of like cheerleaders, both male and female. No sexism here. Cheering like as you like cross the finish line into the promised land of 
off season. Mm-hmm. Dustin, we should uh, we should say goodbye. 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 Good riddance. Adios. Bye. I'll see you. See you in the off season. See you in the off season. We got fun and games. So let's wind that back a second. <laughs> uh, <coughs> Wedding Photo Hangover was edited this week by Steve Van Elk of Bespoke Tone. Go to Bespoke Tone for all of your photo, video, and audio editing needs. Woo-wee!